Hi, everyone. Welcome to What's Your Why, a podcast that showcases the greatness of people through their life stories. Each episode will capture insight into the lives of people just like you and I, with the intention to connect, align, and create inspiration for and with our listeners. Stay with us through our What's and Why segment, where we dive into our guest perspective with some thought-provoking questions that just might be right up your alley. I'm your host, Helen Dillon, and thanks for joining us. Now let's get into it. I'm going to first start off by saying uh, thank you so much for joining You're us, welcome. Lindsay. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We're here with uh, a couple of things. I, uh, I have to say I went to the 100th anniversary of the Royal Agricultural Winter Fair recently, and um, it was exciting to be there, and I was thrilled to actually have attended, but the dreaded lurgy or whatever the royal crud was followed me home, so hence my voice is a little gotcha. bit off, but I'm working on it. I'm working on it, so bear with me. So we are here with Lindsay Morris, who, is it Morris or Morris? So the area I'm in is French. So it's yeah, Maurice, and even they would Maurice. say I'm not saying it right. I should really get my husband up here to say it. But <laughs> outside of this area, a lot of people will say Morris <laughs> and things like that. But it's okay. Maurice. Yeah, you did a great job. Thank you so much. Well, I, and I have to say that you are famed. I'm thrilled to say that you're also a fellow podcaster, and every, everybody needs to tune in to the new podcast that you just launched, right, a couple weeks ago? On Friday. On Friday, Chatting with Chickens and Other Wonderful Animals. Congratulations for your launch. I did give it a listen and uh, it's amazing. It really is amazing. I had such a good time listening to it. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much. It's still those moments where people are like, oh, it's awesome. And I'm like, oh, compliments. (laughs) (laughs) What do I do with that? (laughs) Yeah, it's hard to take in, but it's really cool because some of the feedback's just been what I'm hoping it would be of just helping people connect to their animals and see some deeper layers. So then that brings me to my next sort of stepping stone of this. You are, and correct me if I'm wrong, I would say an energy medicine practitioner. Is that a correct? Yeah. And I have total faith in everything that you do and what you have shared with me in life. For our listeners, I'm a strong believer. I have always advocated that you don't have to understand something to believe in something. And I don't really understand what it is you do. But being connected with you, I absolutely believe in what you do. And I would love to chat a little more about that and help people gain an understanding of basically what energy medicine is. Cool. Yeah, we can totally do that. (laughs) So I'm going to let you launch Yeah, that's something that's like (laughs) taken me years to perfect how I describe it to people. And even still, it changes (laughs) and evolves basis of any energy medicine philosophy or most energy medicine philosophies is that your body has its own innate ability to heal itself. So if we were to cut our fingers, you don't tell your finger what to do. It just your body gets to work at healing that cut. But say you were stressed or sick, going through something traumatic or just injured, that area may be maybe has lost its line of communication or it's holding some stress and maybe it just starts to take a little longer to heal. So instead of that cut, just taking a few days to heal up and it's good to go. It maybe takes a couple weeks or maybe something gets in the way as interference and it doesn't fully heal and you get a scar there. And so energy medicine is exploring why is the body not doing a better job at healing itself, at doing what it does best. 
And so a really good sciencey way to look at this is all of our cells break down into atoms. All of our atoms break down into particles. And so particles are just balls that are vibrating in the space or energy that is around it. And so if we are happy, if we're healthy, if we're good, those particles have a really high or thrive vibration. When we have an overall high vibration, our systems work really, really well. We have really good energy. Our bodies feel lighter. Our minds are more clear. Life's just easier. It's easy to fall into that joy or contentment or peaceful, kind of like floating down the river per se. So when we have, when we're stressed or we're sick or we're injured or we've been through something traumatic that we just don't really know how to move through, different parts of the body or the body as a whole starts to then have that lower vibration at the particle level. And so when that lower vibration comes in, so when it starts to pull away from that thrive, we can open that area of the body more up to injury or illness. Um, The systems get sluggish. We start to feel heavier. Our energy levels start to drop. And then we find ourselves getting stuck in certain emotional patterns sometimes. It can be getting stuck with anger or worry or fear. And it just feels like we're swimming upstream. So ultimately, when we do energy medicine, all we're doing is just raising the vibration at the particle level. And that's how most energy medicine modalities, I think, would kind of break down to at the core level is it's just vibrational healing. And so you'll notice sometimes I use the word vibration. It's just talking at that like particle level. And so that's where it works so well with animals is because animals don't have the same belief systems that we do. They're to a certain degree. So that's where you'll start to see with domesticated animals, depending where our boundaries are with them, they may have more beliefs because we've maybe nourished that environment or provided that environment or they've maybe absorbed it. Where when you get to animals, like I see a very different reaction from like the chickens who are outside, who have more of their, they're not as, entangled with me and my energy, right? And so you'll see differences when it comes to energy medicine, but that's why it can work so quickly with animals is because they don't have the same filters and beliefs that we do. We're really good at not letting energy move through us. We're really good at like holding on to it or being charged by it or revisiting it and it getting stuck. Does it work on the same principles as as Reiki? Yeah. So I would say Reiki and the energy medicine I practice is kind of like Cairo and massage. So there's going to be like oh, okay. similar yep. philosophies behind it, but it's just the applications different. I know that you do sessions for animals, obviously. You've discussed that. You do sessions for people as well, remotely. And do you still do in person? Yes, I do. How does that work? I'm just confused by it. And again, I go back to my same statement. You don't have to understand something to believe yeah. in something. I don't have a deep understanding of any of of this, but I find it so intriguing, but I just don't understand any of it. I originally got into energy medicine because I had a session with my neighbor. I had no idea what it was, no idea whatsoever. And it blew my mind, blew my mind, like night and day difference. I was really stuck in a pattern. I actually had just moved up here and just wasn't feeling like I settled in. It's where my husband was from. We were on the farm. We didn't have animals yet. Um, But it just was that 
downer feeling. But then I also was like, you're fine. You should feel fine. You have no right to be upset. Just get over it kind of thing. I think we all can relate to that inner voice sometimes. Well, I think we all talk <laughs> yeah. ourselves into that, right? <laughs> and so she did a session for me and I felt amazing and it felt like weighted vest of emotions were just gone. And I was like, how did you do that? And so first I was like, I'm going to take this training and jump into this because I solely wanted to know how it worked. And then they're like, you can do it with animals. And I'm like, <gasps> and then that was like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> the driving force was that it worked with animals, but I had to go through the whole process first with humans. Once I did that, then it was kind of like, oh, well, humans are fun to do sessions with as well. And most of the time when we're working with animals, it's entangled with their human as well. So you get a lot of benefits when you're working with both. For everybody that's listening, I've had a remote session and not even for myself. I had a few of them for my cat, Cashew, who I have to say from the very first session. So basically, my friend Heather, my friend and your friend Heather said, you got to meet Lindsay. Your cat's not feeling well. She's going to be able to help. And I was like, I become apoplectic when any member of my family, including my animals, don't feel well. So I was like, absolutely, anything I can do to help, I'll do that. Contacted you, of course, from the very first session. It was absolutely mind-boggling and eye-opening. And I said to my husband partner, my gi is what I call him, you can't deny that this animal feels better. And he had a session with Lindsay remotely 45 minutes ago. And he was like, I don't know anything about it. I'm going to roll with it. So I am a true believer. <laughs> I know nothing about it. And I am a true believer because Cashew is my heart and you helped him move through whatever he was going through. Yes, let's talk about what an yeah. in-person session maybe looks like because I've only experienced remote ones. And remote was so funny for me because I was like, with all of these things, you, you learn the philosophy behind it when you study it, right? But there's still things, even when I was first learning, I'm like, so I'm putting my hand here and it's changing something on someone. How kind of thing, right? And so there is a certain level where it's good to trust. I, at the time, was extremely left brain. So I had a hard time leaning into that spiritual trust. But on the other hand, too, sometimes when you're too right brained, it's hard to get grounded in it as well, right? So it's finding that balance. But I had the hardest time with distant sessions. I was like, okay, this I can wrap my head around, but like distant, no, can't. And then Soleil showed up, <laughs> our one donkey. And it came up practitioner priority for her for a session. And it was somebody from BC who I actually got to know quite well. She's a huge mentor of mine. And funny enough, Soleil actually came from a farm in BC and was then brought to the donkey sanctuary in Ontario. And then she came to our farm. And so when she first came, her stomach was very large, like triangular. Our neighbor was like, is she pregnant? And I'm like, I don't think they do that. Right. <laughs> but she just, and love, I can like hear her kicking up, but she had a larger stomach. And so I was like, okay, it's coming up. Reached out to Carrie. It's coming up that you need to do a session for our donkey. And she's like, oh, okay, because she's used to doing distance sessions. And the next day we went out and her stomach was just totally, I say my husband's my crazy meter because like just some of the things I run into. <laughs> Does that make sense to you? Like if I tell it, do you think I'm crazy? 
and he'll be like, no, that makes sense. I'm like, okay, as long as, as, long as you think it makes sense, <laughs> then that's good. But he was with me. Right, you can't deny that when you can see a visible change. Yeah, and it's distant. And so now I've learned more about it and that really jumped me in. And then I had a lot of people wanting distant sessions. So it just unfolded the way it's meant to. But when you're doing distant, it's just working with an energy hologram is what I would say. So when I'm doing a session for, say, Cashew, normally I'll ask for a photo. I don't have to have a photo, but sometimes that's just supportive for my own human self. And then I just would visualize them being in front of me and doing the session as if they're right there. And because we are working with energy, that can transfer anywhere, which is what's really, really, really cool. It's kind of like when someone's calling you and you already know who's calling you before you even look at your phone, right? That's that like psychic or subtle connection that that person's not right beside you, but you know, or you maybe know what they're going to say or the tone of what that conversation's going to be. We all have these subtle senses and that's really what it's tapping into is our subtle senses. We just have never learned to cultivate them here on this side of the world, I would say and how to develop that. But an in-person session is laying on a massage table, super, you should come for an in-person. It's actually really relaxing. <laughs> I'm right there. I'm driving up there yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, so <laughs> it's at uh, Soul Set Wellness, which is a wellness studio that I co-own with a beautiful soul named Kaylee Bell. And so my office is in there. You'd lay down on a massage table, super comfy, cozy, nice dim lights. And the biggest thing is you just get to relax. I do do some different hands-on and then I'll explain similar to how I would talk through a distant session, a recorded distant session. But you'd be in person, I'd be explaining things and I'd have hands on different positions on the body and just helping to you could say raise vibration, or if there's something that's stuck, you're just maybe helping highlight. Because if I focus on it and you focus on it, it helps the impact of the shift because we're bringing it to both of our conscious awareness to observe and help something else unfold versus the imbalance. What's the craziest maybe reaction you've had from an in-person session? You know how you see people get like chiropractic and all of a sudden they're in tears? <laughs> oh, or have you had an experience like that? Like, it's a lot of <laughs> no doubt what causes interference in our consciousness and our energy bodies is unprocessed emotions. And so a lot of what I work with is called active memories. And so an active memory is anything that happened in the past and you don't think about it. Because if you were, it would bring forward the emotion of it. Or you do think about it. Say someone was in a car accident, but just every single, they just haven't been able to process that. That is still holding up an imbalance somewhere within their physical body. And then any time they run into a situation that somewhat mirrors that, it could easily be somebody closing a door. It will create like a reaction within that stuck energy pattern within their body. And then things aren't flowing smoothly. And so when you're working with processing an active memory, most likely sometimes you'll actually release that emotion. And it's not a ton. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it can be a big emotional release, but sometimes it can just be tears. I also say to clients all the time, if an emotion is coming forward as much as you can, try to just breathe and super safe, supportive space. We have our emotions because we're meant to feel them. We are meant to feel all of these different things. If you go into traditional Chinese medicine, our organs actually utilize 
the different vibrations from the different emotions that we feel. And so if you think about it, anger is a very different vibration than worry. But within balance, we're meant to experience all of them. We just get really stuck with some of them sometimes, and then that creates disharmony. Gosh, I can imagine that most people are stuck because we're not really in this part of the world or this society. I would say that most of us are raised, maybe this is generational, but from my generation, it was sort of speak when spoken to. But, you know, my parents' generation is you're meant to be seen but not heard. So then I would think that a lot of people have emotional, not baggage, but blockages maybe that they need to work through some energy to help get that all you in line suitcases. again. You can say suitcases. We're going to go into that suitcase and we're going to take all that stuff out. <laughs> 100%. And that's where I think you can see some really, really cool shifts because we maybe, let's say somebody comes in and they have a sore hip. I'm maybe not even putting my hand on that hip. But if you get into maybe the emotions that are being stuck there, that's creating that lower vibration that then is holding space for an injury or a pathology to evolve there. If you can get to those lower layers, all of a sudden that hip is fine. That's amazing. And that's where it's like, what? <laughs> yeah. What what just yeah, happened? <laughs> and that's what I love about this system is it's that body-mind oneness, right? Everything's connected. Even when I teach yoga, it's tension in the mind relates to tension in the body. And so it's really looking at the big picture and like five people could come and they come for a sore hip their sessions will be significantly different. Not one will be the same or mirror the other. Depending on what their emotional... Yeah, what their experiences have been. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So do you just kind of go through life being able to tap into, like, I don't mean to sound so uneducated about it, but Heather is <laughs> laughing on the screen, by the way, for everybody that can't see her. <laughs> How does that work? Do you have to physically tap into it or is it just that, you know, when you're talking to somebody, suddenly you're like, well, you've got problems. I could help you. <laughs> That's a really great question. That's actually a right? really great question. <laughs> because people say that to me all the time. They're like, oh, my gosh, you must be reading me and I'm a mess. And I'm like, yeah. no, I know. No, it doesn't it work does. like that. It can. So it could. But even when somebody comes in and is sitting in my office and we're doing an intake, so we're just sitting and debriefing. Sometimes I'll pick up on some things, but it's not really until they lay down on the table that I kind of go into that zone, you could say. I can drop into that zone in any situation. But for me, one, I just don't really have any desire to. I don't. My husband's so observant. Like he's such a people watcher where I'm not. I'm just like, where's the animals? Right. Oh my gosh, whose dog is that? <laughs> like I'm just, yeah. <laughs> but the other thing too is permission. Right. So before I start a session, I will always ask permission, permission to the person. So they're coming to see me. They've given me permission in that aspect. And then intuitively, I ask their intuition or their higher self, is there any permission that we need to be aware of before we start this session? And so it's not very nice if I utilize these things without permission. That also could, when you look at like laws of attraction, attract some not so great stuff my way because it's not being done in integrity. The one thing my husband would argue, though, is sometimes when we play board games, 
I'll just be like, <laughs> hey, universe, if you want to highlight the best areas for me to place my parts, we like to place settlers of Catan, so it's strategic. <laughs> I'm like, I'll maybe pay attention (laughs) to the parts that you're highlighting on the board for me to pay attention to. And often with me now, when there's something that I need to be paying attention to, it will glow. So if I'm out doing something and all of a sudden an animal's glowing, then maybe I would take action to check in or if that animal is with their human, say, hey, like, how's your animal doing? And just use that to unfold an opportunity because Something showing up to get my attention more in that situation. My husband would say when it comes to games, I'm cheating. I wouldn't say I'm cheating. (laughs) I just think if I'm connected to the universe and can have the universe on my side, then that's fair. (laughs) And anybody can do it. Am I right in saying that? Anybody can take training and to just listen? Yeah. Yeah. It's observing, right? right? It's like... Mm -hmm listening to those intuitions and becoming more sensitive. And that's one of the things I love about all of this is I remember growing up or even even now when people are like, oh, I've all I've just always done it. And you want to do it so bad. And you're like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) why can't I? I want to talk to the person who just learned how to do it, but does it really well, (laughs) but couldn't do it since they were born. (laughs) But with this legit and so um, a lot of trainings that I've taken, they'll refer it back to a mom when she first has a baby. Just that innate knowing Um, you guys would have experienced it. We've all experienced it with our animals. We are just like, I know something's up or I know what they're saying to me. And so all that is, is it's tapping into our subtle senses, whether it's the subtle sense of hearing, sight, touch, taste, smell, any of them. It's just starting to strengthen those muscles. We all have those muscles. It's just their muscles that we don't really know how to exercise unless we do our own diving into it. But absolutely everybody can do this. Absolutely everybody. It's amazing. I've already decided that I'm when we get off this call, obviously, we still have to go through the what's and why segment, which is my favorite part. But uh, when I get off this call, I'm immediately booking an in-person session with you. I don't care how far it is. I'm getting in my car to drive. That will be amazing. I can't wait. And now we've come to what some would call the very best part of the show, our segment appropriately named What's and Why's. It's where we get to ask our guests some questions that inquiring minds want to know. So without further ado... I bring you the what's and why's for your listening pleasure. And my first question is, who do you look up to and why? These are great questions, by the way. They are like stumpers. Thank you. Heather and I worked really hard on them. (laughs) So I would say when I looked at this question, it shifts. I have a lot of people that I look up to, but I think there's like this overarching theme of And I can't even say people because there's a lot of animals that I look up to as well. There's like a lot of, oh my gosh, just really amazing animals. Like some of the animals I've been around, I've learned so many profound things from that I haven't from humans, which is just mind-blowing and so cool. Yeah, it's like like (laughs) one rooster, the tattoo, wrong arm, no, it's here. Where did it go? There we go. Oh, that's a nice tattoo. It's a feather. Yeah. And so that's from our first rooster, uh, Fezzik, which he'll have. He will have a podcast episode soon. We will have a story of him, I'm sure. Uh, But he would just, he'd just come and sit with me sometimes. And when I would like drop in, he would show up more as kind of like a sage 
spirit or a teacher spirit, but he actually gave me really, really good insight along my path and something that I'm like, I've never thought I would have a relationship like this with a rooster. It was (laughs) just (laughs) mind blowing, but so much wisdom at the soul level within that being that I was blessed enough to be able to tap into and absorb and learn from. But I think the biggest thing for me is when it comes to the people I look up to is it's it's spiritual seekers. It's the ones who are curious and have really great ways of sharing that and just looking to ignite others, right? And just spread that ability for us to realize we're here for a reason. We are all connected and to live our best selves. Oh, definitely. I love that answer. <laughs> so what is something that brings you joy and why? Animals, but that's like a really easy one. <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed that at all. I was like, oh, that's such a cop-out <laughs> answer, but it is It is true. No. I think it's that connection when we connect, whether it's person to person, animal to person, animal to animal. Like who doesn't love those amazing videos where like an elephant befriends a rabbit or something like that? <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. The joy is just beings coming together and connecting, experiencing more. So when you look back through your life, what decision brings you the most happiness and why? Meeting my partner. Because all of this, and I say this to him all the time. So my husband, Alex, he's like, why do you call me my partner? Your partner. <laughs> you had a chat with Heather about this. He's like, you always say partner. And I'm like, I don't know. Husband, Alex, It's you. just the way it is. So him and I, we actually met on eHarmony when that was like, oh, yeah, I'm one of those too. Oh, cool. So like, yeah, how right? random is that? That's awesome. So random. Yeah. How many years ago? <laughs> uh, eight. And it was like instant. And I was away on business when we met. Let me take over the story for a minute. <laughs> I was away on business. And when we connected, I was like, I'm away on business. And I'm away for another, it was like eight weeks or something ridiculous. Oh, maybe it was only six. Anyways, we just did the whole, you know, talking, texting, all that stuff. And so we kind of knew more about each other without really meeting. And when we finally met, it was just sort of kind of like a thing. Like it would just, it just stuck. That's awesome. <laughs> that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, he's amazing. He's the most amazing human. I mean, I'm sure Alex is an amazing human too. We'll have too, to go for a double date. Everybody. <laughs> totally. <laughs> oh, you guys can A triple date. Too. What do you call a triple date? <laughs> right oh but same thing like we were each other's first meet in person we hadn't met but this was like so we'll be I think we're 13 or 14 years in January that we've been together and so it was when online dating was newer yeah but the one thing we bonded over is that we both wanted to have a hobby farm and I thought I would have it when I retired I was gonna go to Toronto you know just finish my business finance you know, all of that stuff, head to Toronto, do that thing, and then have a farm when I retired. And then he was like, well, I kind of I kind of want to do it like now. And I was like, I'd do it now. <laughs> I'm in. So in. <laughs> so in. And I say to him, I'm like, you unfolded a life for me that I never even dreamed of for myself. All of the things that have unfolded in my life since meeting him I could not even, like, if you would have told me then that I would be practicing energy medicine and talking to animals, I'd be like, you're nuts. You're so nuts. Because do you have a degree in business finance? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I went to university for, was business (laughs) finance. My left brain was like, yeah, boss babe. 
kind of thing. Hello. <laughs> it's so funny because I always ask uh, Guy, my partner, my not husband, but it's been long enough. I always say, what do you love about me? And he always says, because you're my partner. So I think that that's where that stems from. It's almost like I'm proud to call him a partner because he really is my partner in life. And I know that he feels the same about me too. And it's great too, because even when like the water gets a little shaky. Yeah, but I know we got this. <laughs> yeah, we we're, got we're this. We're each other's people. <laughs> like we are meant to take this journey together. And he's my crazy meter. He's like, he's like, what? He's right. just like, Linz, I really don't, really don't think there's anything you could tell me now. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, no, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Wait for it. <laughs> so, so that's good. But yeah, I would say best decision ever going on that date with him and choosing to continue to date him after that. That's awesome. That really is. So what's something that you feel people get wrong about you and why? This was a really good one. We've had a lot of different reactions about this question. It's interesting. I took like a breath and tried to come from the heart versus the mind with these answers because sometimes they'll give you different answers. And the first one was just, I think this was more of the mind. I can be more of a hard ass than what people think I am. People just because they see certain sides of me. But if you, we have a yoga teacher training, Kaylee and I, if you take that, you'll see a different part of me because I'm like, well, no, like you do the reading. Here's the schedule. Stop chatting. Let's get back to work. They say I bring the hammer <laughs> sometimes where <laughs> I think that catches people off guard. I think the other thing that people get wrong is just that I'm human, just like everybody else, that I have moments where I melt down, that I have moments where as much as I try not to get frustrated with the person driving in front of me, I have those moments too, that we're all human. I think people just think that I have an easy life and it floats through it and that I handle everything perfectly. It's not the case, <laughs> but I not do have a lot of <laughs> tools and tips and tricks and navigation things to help move through that so it doesn't derail me, right? But that, you know, having those reactive moments is part of being human. And no matter how human you are, that's probably still going to be a part of your experience. Yeah, for sure. So if you had an option, who would you like to hear on What's Your Why as a guest and why? So it's funny because I had a few options with this. And this was so cute because this is right before I logged on. Raz came up and like pawed my leg and was like whining. And I'm like, what? And then he showed me who he wanted me to say, which is someone he really, really loves too, like loves a lot. And I was like, thanks, bud. You just made that answer a lot easier because <laughs> I can just ask you. <laughs> So her name is Mary Maddalino. She is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful soul. Um, she practices energy medicine, but she more so dives into the realm of working with animals as well, too. But she is clairvoyant, so she can speak to beings who have transitioned, whether that be human or animal or both. She's someone who's really helped me believe in the ability to connect and what animals have to show us and teach us because she's one of the first people I met along this path and she's so, so, so cool. But Raz just, she was really great when Raz first like came our way because he, he had a lot, lot going on. And so 
I would reach out to her because for me, it's hard to be neutral. So I'm not going to get necessarily that clear connection because I'm emotionally charged. So I would have my vibration would be out of harmony, right? And so she would come in and connect with them and communicate with him and help kind of clear those lines of communication between all of us. And he just loves her. And so I'm not surprised that he did the paw. <laughs> he pushed in and the right direction. forward her name. She would be a great podcaster. She has just hundreds of really, really cool animal connection stories or just even she did a session for my mom after my mom's dad passed away. And it was really beautiful, too. Wow. Yeah, that means a lot to help people move through that. Yeah, and I think even with animals, too, like animal transitioning can just any any transition, too. But animals just love us the way sometimes nobody else has. And so being able to connect to them just before or during or after can just because that's even for their soul, too, can just bring in so much rest because they don't want us suffering. Like they don't want to be the reason why we're not, you know, standing in our light and love. Right. And so there's just been we've had some really great conversations around, you know, when it comes to transitioning and how the animals show up during that time, too. Awesome. Lindsay, I can't thank you enough for being here today and for saying yes. I am going to give a shout out for anybody that's interested in listening, learning about more, well, listening more, then you definitely need to tune into Lindsay's new podcast, Chatting with Chickens and Other Wonderful Animals. And uh, I advocate for it. It's amazing. Short sessions, little bursts, super fun. And um, you have an amazing voice. You're so easy to listen to. It's, it's fantastic. I love it. And in addition to that, if anyone's interested in uh, learning more about Lindsay herself, correct me if I'm wrong, it's lindsaymorris.com, yeah. right? Anybody can find you there for sessions or to learn more about you, any of the things that we just really talked about today. Well, I'm looking forward to, uh, to hearing more from your podcast and learning all new things from you. But again, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, you're so, so welcomed. This is absolutely awesome. So it's funny, as soon as I said that, Walt's just like wagging his tail. I'm like, I know she is great, isn't she? This was wonderful. <laughs> so thank you. Do you like how you're hearing today's episode? I don't mean how you're listening to it, but how you're hearing it. Whether you're driving in your car or listening on some pods, there's one thing that I'm certain of that this podcast has been produced with the most enjoyable hearing experience possible. For those of you that know me, you know that these skills are most certainly not in my repertoire. So for that, What's Your Why has Twisted Spur Media Solutions to thank. Twisted Spur is an all-encompassing solution-based media company that's everything magic. Offering digital solutions in podcast and audiobook editing and production, online course and membership design and development. In addition, to content creation, online paid advertising management, and project planning, it's a one-stop shop of mad skills that Heather and her team bring to every project they work on. I can and will speak from personal experience when I say that Heather is a true advocate for quality, and you won't find a better solution for your digital project than Team Twisted Spur. If you like what you hear or even just want to nose around, check them out at twistedspurmedia.com, where the process is easy and the solution is even better. I'd like to thank everyone for joining us for this episode of What's Your Why, our listeners, guests, and our sponsors too. It's our hope that you enjoyed your time with us and possibly gained some new perspective as well. 
It's said that we can learn something new every day if we just listen, and that knowledge has a beginning, but no end. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, be safe, be well, and remember, always leave people better than you found them. A Twisted Spur Media Production.